You're live with Get Connected. I'm Mike Agarbo. I've got my co-host and friend, Andy Barrar. We've got uh, a cool show for you today. We've uh, got a lot of tech to talk. We'll uh, be discussing unlocked phones. Uh, A new uh, regulation is coming in for the telecom players, and uh, we'll uh, be giving you all the information you need to know about that and what you need to do to get an unlocked phone. Also, uh, we're going to be chatting about smart speakers. This is a huge, huge category, uh, and we really haven't seen it up in Canada yet. Uh, it's really starting to take hold down in the U.S. with uh, Amazon. They've got their Echo speakers uh, that you can talk to. Uh, Google's got their Google Home. Apple's getting into the uh, mix as well with their HomePod. And uh, I guess your guess is as good as mine, Andy, as to when these will be coming up here. Actually, I know. I have. That's why we're talking about this. Okay, don't say it. They'll have to tune in and, and find out. Well, it's, it's soon. So that's why we're going to talk about these smart speakers. Why would you want one in your home? And why are these companies really pushing them into your home? And you'll be surprised by uh, the reasoning behind them trying to create these smart speakers inside our homes. An interesting feature with the, uh, the new uh, updates that Apple announced. I don't know if you saw this, Andy. What's my favorite speaker system? Yours is Sonos. Sonos. So this is a company. They've been around for years now. They make the best multi-room speaker system in the market, hands down. It is so simple to set up. It's beautiful. You can set up all these different types of Sonos speakers throughout your house. You can uh, stream music to any of them. You can have different music playing in different rooms, or you can have them all synced together. So I don't know if you read about the uh, Apple announcement with AirPlay 2. No, do tell. Okay, so this... This just blew my mind, and I think it is uh, something that Sonos should watch out for. So AirPlay is Apple's uh, wireless standard for streaming content, whether that be audio or video, to different devices. So there's a lot of speakers on the market right now that are AirPlay compatible. It's kind of an Apple standard. So it allows you with your iPhone, instead of doing like a Bluetooth connection, uh, which is kind of painful sometimes, you use the AirPlay function, and it just makes it seamless. You can send your music right to that speaker or whatever device. And so AirPlay 2 is coming out, Andy. And so there's going to be all these speakers coming out in the market, and some are actually uh, backwards compatible. You'll be able to update them. It's going to make these speakers like a Sonos system. So if you've got multiple AirPlay 2 compatible speakers in your house, Andy, with your iPhone and the music on your iPhone, you can send music to the different speakers, multi, like maybe you have like five different speakers in the home. You can send different music to the different speakers or you can have them all play at the same time. Do they have to be all, the speakers all have to be from the same manufacturer? No. Oh, so that's a game changer right there. Don't you think? But however, let me talk from the Android side. We've already had this technology, so I know you're getting excited about it, but there's something called no, Chromecast. Apple, Apple just announced it, Hold so on. it's real now. Chromecast audio, <laughs> Chromecast audio has this ability. It's only like, I don't know, $50, $60. Yeah. And you can take any old speaker. If you have those old ones and those old wooden cabinets from back in the 70s, yeah. you can turn those into smart speakers and from your Android device, push music in and create can a you multi-room. Do, can you do multi-room? You can do multi-room. So I know you're all happy and stuff, but uh, yeah, that's Apple typical, just Apple typical just Apple. made it real. No, no, Apple... <laughs> <laughs> you had Apple used to be the innovator. Now they're just imitating. When's the last good original idea Apple has had? They've had a lot of great ideas. Yeah, Apple Watch. No, there was already smart watches before. That. I know, but it's the leading wearable I'll tell in the you, market. I'll tell you, it's what the, the last, leading wearable in the I'll market. I'll tell you the last good idea Apple had. It was with the iPad seven years ago. In yeah, but that wasn't like 
like a brand new idea. They just basically made it better. They, well, they created a category of yes. uh, and changed the way that we they, use they mobile They created devices, a wearable category right? with the watch. No, <laughs> it was already around. Sorry, Everyone else is dropping off. What? Everyone else is dropping off. Uh, Moto's not making watches look at, anymore. Look at all the features that Apple Watch has. There's little, you can sit there and draw little hearts. When's the last I, time I, you drew, drew a well, heart Well, if you had it? an Apple Watch, I would send a heart to you. <laughs> <laughs> I love my Apple Watch. I get all my notifications. I can take calls on it. It's got the, uh, the heart rate monitor so I can actually see what type of activity. Uh, or, or lack of activity. <laughs> yes, there is quite a bit of yeah, lack of activity. Anyway, I'm excited. It's kind of an interesting thing. So moving on, because we'll always squabble about Android and, <laughs> yes. and Apple iPhones. Uh, Amazon, big news. Holy cow, this is big news. Now, Amazon has basically uh, said that they're going to purchase Whole Foods. And you know, they've dabbled in the grocery industry. The entire grocery marketplace is needed for disruption. Like, a grocery store has not changed since 1985. It is the pretty much the same thing we had back then. So it's ready for disruption. Amazon has been, you know, looking into this with their Amazon Go store. Yeah, this is kind of an interesting concept. They've got a few, um, they're testing right now. It's a test store. Imagine a grocery store where you walk in, you put stuff into a bag, and you just leave. And then you get a bill later. And that's, You don't check out or anything. You no, just leave. You just leave. And it can detect. So the thing about the grocery market is that they have such low profit margins that they're not really doing anything innovative, right? They're not trying new things because they... The, well, they kind of are, but there's not like a big new idea. The biggest thing that's ever happened in the grocery industry is self-checkout, right? And Yeah, that's not totally... And that was just to save money and getting, yeah. getting your customers to become your workers, which is pretty ingenious when I think about it. Um, but this is, a, this is a big move because now they have all these Whole Foods... All across North America. Yeah, there's about 460, I believe. Yes, and so that also can become a distribution hub for all of Amazon products. And they, they're going to learn a lot. They said they're not going to change much right now with, with Whole Foods, but they're definitely, if they can get into the grocery business, and I'm buying everything on Amazon Prime these days. Like, I bought toilet paper, uh, toothpaste. So, but yeah, they are, and, they're kind of like a grocery store online for a lot of products. Yeah, but it's 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 that produce. It's that you know, produce and meat. Getting and your like milk, that. your bread, yeah. and vegetables. But in some large door. U.S. cities, they have that service. They, they have Amazon Fresh. They do. But they don't have that everywhere. They don't have it scaled. And this yeah. is going to allow them to do that. And it's funny because I was, I was listening to a marketing professor in the States about a month ago saying, I predict that Amazon's going to buy a company like Whole Foods because that's how they're, they're, that's the only way they're going to make inroads into that business is by taking, getting like just jumping deep dive right in, learning everything about the grocery business and then finding how to improve it. And that's something Amazon has done on the e-commerce side. And if they can do that, that's a billion dollar market because we always... Multi-billion dollar Multi-billion because yeah. we're always eating and we always need food and we need fresh food. And toilet paper. And toilet paper. Well... You made some good points there, Andy. Uh, obviously, delivery is Amazon's big thing, right? Because you're ordering everything online. Uh, the The most expensive part of that delivery is the last mile. That's right. So if they've got these whole food hubs all over in all the major cities, and typically they're in more affluent areas as well, so they've got you know a good, uh, I guess, wealthy clientele to go after. Uh, people can pick up stuff there, or they can use those as uh, uh, hubs to deliver things uh, to bring costs down. But there was another big thing, uh, you know, I, I read as well. They're saying that uh, Amazon makes a lot of money on their own brands. Yes, and so Whole Foods has a bunch of their own Whole Food brands. Yeah. You know, food and and different types of things. Now Amazon will be able to take those onto Amazon.com, uh, where you can order them to be delivered as well. So uh, people trust 
Whole Foods, I think, uh, and I think they trust a lot of the Whole Foods brands. So they'll be able to make even more money selling that stuff online. Now, here's the question, though. Whole Foods is expensive. Yes. Can they get the price down? Because that's one of the criticisms. Of I don't Whole think Foods. they need to. Like when you go to Whole Foods, you're you're there because you're expecting higher quality uh, produce, uh, everything, you know, uh, products. Yeah. Uh, so the customers that go there, I think, have been trained to pay more. So again, when you have that brand, and I, I'll bet you'll see that coming on to Amazon.com very quickly, they'll be able to charge more money for these different products. Possibly. Another thing I think that Amazon might do, I don't know if I read this somewhere or if I came up with this idea, uh, is they might take like that concept of Uber and then have people where you can become an Amazon driver and you can start delivering in that last mile. So you can make a couple they're, extra They're experimenting bucks. with that now. They are. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't come up with this idea. <laughs> <laughs> you had a few beers one night and you're on the internet. Yeah, exactly. I or you wanted to make some more money. Yeah, but yeah. I think that, that would be a great thing because you could rate the driver. Did it come on time and, and all that? Um, and if they can just like, there might be a day, like if you're in the retail business, they, it's ready and ripe for disruption and it's going to happen. Oh, it's being disrupted as we speak. Exactly. And so this is, I think this is just the start. Like, you know, if I were Walmart, I would be thinking, how do I accelerate my online strategy? Cause Walmart, obviously great at bricks and mortar. You can go to yeah. Walmart stores, you know, they're doing well in that regard in their category, but from an online perspective, they still have a long ways to go to compete with Amazon. Costco as well should be taking note because... Yeah, Costco's, it's different. Like, it's kind of a destination, right? Like, I go to Costco because, yes, great deals, but I always go there too because, you know, you go there and they always have something new that you don't expect. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So, I go in there just wanting to spend 100 bucks. I come out of there with 500 because, yeah. you know, I found a new patio furniture or, or something uh, that I wasn't planning on that's buying. why you got to keep your head down when you're in costco and just I go know, in and get what you need and then get out i, I, I agree not, with you i try not to go there more than once a month when we come back the cell phone carriers they have to legally allow you to have an unlocked phone now we'll be getting the latest uh, info on that and what you need to do from our friend daniel bader stay tuned you're back with get connected mike agarbo here with andy barrar still lots of tech to talk today Later on, we'll be talking about smart speakers and what you need to know. They're coming to Canada. They're going to change the way we interact with the Internet and our homes uh, in, the, in the coming year. So you'll want to stay tuned to learn how that's all going to work. Of course, uh, we'll be doing a little bit of open line, maybe giving you a few Father's Day uh, last-minute gift ideas. I know, Andy, you've got uh, some thoughts on that. I sure do. And, of course, we'll get App of the Week from uh, Christina. Uh, quickly, before we uh, talk about unlocked phones, uh, Andy, the contest. We got a great contest. We're giving you away, it's, I guess the best way to describe this, it's like a smart backpack. It's called the Life Pack, and it is awesome. It is a solar-powered anti-theft backpack created right here in Vancouver. They raised over $1.2 million U.S. dollars via crowdfunding last year, and it includes a solar bank, a power bank, Bluetooth speaker. It's got it's got all these different compartments to put your passport. It's like the Swiss Army knife of, of backpacks. backpacks. Yes. It is like pretty amazing and it and it's it doesn't look stupid. It's actually really cool looking. It looks like a normal backpack, yeah. but you can charge your phone with it, you can play music from it. Um, and it's solar powered, so it charges itself while you're walking around. All you have to do is go to our Facebook page. Get connected media is what you want to search in Facebook. So Facebook.com slash get connected media. You'll find it over there. Make sure you like our page and enter that contest for the life pack by Soulguard Designs. You gotta check it out. Get connected media. 
New rules have come down. CRTC is mandating that the telecom carriers uh, allow us to have unlocked phones as of December 1st. On the line, we've got Dan Bader. He's senior editor over at Mobile Nations. Thanks for joining us, Dan. Thanks for having me, Mike. So is this a big deal? Yeah, it is a big deal. It's a big deal for anybody who travels. And it's a big deal for the you know 30 million-odd Canadian wireless customers that are clamoring for more options, for more choice with their providers. Now, this obviously doesn't make it uh, cheaper to have your phone, although you can, you'll now be able to unlock your device for free as opposed to paying 35 to $50. But I think the biggest, the biggest deal here is that it'll be easier to switch carriers. Once you buy a phone from you know, Rogers, Bell, or Telus, you can just go over with your current device once it's paid off to any other carrier, and it will just work. So the ability to switch carriers is going to be a lot easier. And as a result, I think more people are going to be willing to switch over when they're not happy with their service. Andy, I've always hated this because uh, I do a lot of traveling. You know, I'll get my cell phone from one of the carriers, and I've always had to phone them up and pay them typically 50, 50 bucks, bucks yeah. to unlock it. And I just like, you know, really? And I don't think it was really that much work on their part. It's just some guy on a keyboard punching in a code and, and sending it to my, my phone. Dan, do you know if the carriers have responded to this, this ruling? Because I can't imagine they're happy about this. Well, they're losing money. Yeah, the carriers have not said anything definitive about the updates to the wireless code of conduct. Right now, their, their public comments are that they are pouring over the changes and you know, we'll, we'll certainly uh, adhere to them once they come into effect on December 1st. Obviously, as Mike said, there is money lost. The carriers made about $37 million <laughs> from unlocking phones last year there alone. There was a lot of work moment. involved. A lot of work involved with that, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a drop in the bucket compared to the overall $22 billion that they made from our wireless service in general. But it's a, you know, it's a fair amount of money for any company to lose. And this is money that they're going to want to make up in some other ways for sure. So there, you know, we, we have to keep that in mind that we may not be paying for unlocking fees anymore and we may be, it may be easier to switch our carriers, but the fees will come you know, to us in other ways. They may raise prices starting on December 1st as a result. They won't do that. <laughs> We'll, there's no, there's absolutely no precedent for that at all. You know what? You know what I think they might do. It's like if you want to get a new sim or something, they're just going to jack the price for for those little uh, nano sims because they're just going to find other ways to make that money and recoup that money back. Well, it's it's interesting because uh, obviously it's going to be easier for pe- for people to switch carriers. But I think over the past several years, um, you know, the government has kind of. Uh, you know, put some rules in to make it more friendly for consumers to to go from carrier to carrier to take your number to a different that, carrier. That was a huge one. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you know, and you can weigh in here as well, Daniel. I think the carriers have really upped their game with customer service over the past few years. Anyway, you're absolutely right. It is much easier to switch carriers. The the one of the benefits of the first draft of the wireless code back in 2013 was that customers would be able to just pay off their phone. The the, you know, you get a phone for say a thousand dollars, and the company subsidizes it for five hundred. And once you pay off the rest of the amount, you just you can leave the carrier. No more early access fees, nothing like that. This takes things one step further, and it really modernizes the way that people 
uh, it really takes into account the way that people use their phones today because they travel a lot with their devices as their main computers a lot of the time, and they want to be able to use it wherever they are. Well, I, I know, uh, you know, especially I, I own my own company, Andy, and we go traveling to different shows and that. And, uh, you know, we've been uh, using, you know, Roam Mobility Sims. Now there's the uh, always on wireless, uh, yes. you know, Sims as well that save you a truckload of money when you're roaming down in the uh, U.S. So this is a, a great thing for consumers, especially for travel travelers. Dan, I have a, a one question. What do you think is going to happen? Are we going to see, like, more phone exclusives for these carriers to differentiate themselves? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a really good question, Andy. I don't know what's going to happen in terms of phone availability because right now exclusives seem to be going by the wayside to some extent. You know, we, we heard of a, a really big exclusive coming to TELUS later this year or later this summer. Uh, one of the founders of Android back in 20, 2005, he now went off on his own and he's creating a phone called the Essential Phone. Uh, this is Andy Rubin. And uh, that's coming to TELUS as an exclusive. And the, the Huawei P10 Plus is a Rogers exclusive. So there's a lot of big-named phones coming to carriers these days as exclusive. I think, uh, you know, with the phones being unlocked out of the box, I, it may actually take some of the need for exclusives away. I think, you know, because you'll be able to just take your pay off the phone and take it to any other carrier without paying any fees, the the, the interest in phone exclusives may actually go away a little bit. But that's just me speculating. It, it, it may actually have the opposite effect. And, and there may be a lot more incentive to keep people on a two-year contract. There may be some, uh, some sweetheart deals right at the beginning to get you to stick to that two-year contract in order to prevent people from uh, you know, sniffing around at other carriers. We've been talking with Daniel Bader, senior editor over at Mobile Nations. Uh, Daniel, that's all the time we have. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. Always uh, a great website to go to find the latest in uh, telecom technology news. When we come back, smart speakers, you're going to have one in the next five years, and we'll give you the lowdown. You're back to Canada's best technology radio show, Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. I just made that up. I know. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we'll see if anyone uh, calls me on that. Uh, we've got a lot more tech to talk here. We'll be going open line in uh, a little bit. We'll also uh, be hearing App of the Week from Christina. And uh, Andy, I want to talk about uh, smart speakers now. This is a, a huge category that's really growing in the U.S., going to be coming here into Canada as well. On the line, we have Brian Jackson. He's the editorial director over at IT World Canada. Thanks for joining us, Brian. Are you there, Brian? Oh. I think we uh, we have lost Brian. Maybe we'll try to uh, get him back. Uh, but when we talk about smart Hello. speakers, yeah. uh, Andy, hey and uh, we Good alluded a little bit uh, to this earlier in the show, these are speakers that you can listen to music, but they're also smart connected speakers. They're connected to the Internet, the Wi-Fi in your home, yeah. and they allow you to uh, command them. They're always listening, for better or for worse. Well, and that's the thing. It's that, always listening to what you're saying. And... Uh, what they allow you to do, though, is uh, actually get information. So Amazon, they're kind of the leader out there right now. You can talk to their speaker and get things like the weather, the news, uh, you know, get calendar reminders. Uh, but also down in the U.S., order things like uh, an Uber uh, yeah. to come and pick you up. Mm -hmm. uh, and more and more now, uh, manufacturers are tying in with it uh, for connected homes. Looks like uh, we'll try Brian here again. Uh, Brian Jackson, Editorial Director at uh, IT World Canada. Are you there, Brian? 
Yeah, hi, I'm here, guys. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you now. Uh, Brian, we're, we're just talking about smart speakers. Uh, you know, the, the big one, I, you know, I believe, is Amazon down in the U.S. Google's really getting into it uh, now as well with Google Home. Uh, Apple has announced their HomePod. How big of a deal is this? This is a really big deal. If you remember back to when uh, the iPhone first came out in the U.S., uh, I don't know if you can cast your memory back all the way to 2007, the iPhone launched uh, south of the border, and it was out for a whole year before we got the uh, iPhone 3S uh, in Canada. And then, uh, you know, it only took a few years before everybody had smartphones in their pockets. So basically, I think that we're at that moment right now in Canada again for the smart home speakers. And, uh, you know, we have Google Home being the first one that's going to be released here in Canada uh, in a couple weeks' time. On, on Monday, June 26th, it's going on sale. I know I have a lot of listeners right now, uh, and they're probably thinking, I don't want a smart speaker in my home always listening to me. Why? What would you tell listeners? Why would they want one? Yeah, it's an interesting that that is raised as a privacy concern because, of course, we... If you have, like, an Android phone uh, that is connected to Google Assistant right now, you carry a microphone that's connected to the cloud and the same smart assistant around with you all the time. So if you think Google is spying on you, that is already happening. (laughs) You know, the benefit is that it's only sending to the cloud uh, anything that comes after the trigger word, right? So when you say, hey, Google then you make a request, that's when you're triggering uh, the system to send your audio to the cloud. And in fact, Google even offers a little section in the, in your settings where you can review everything that has been submitted to its server. Brian, I know you've had a chance to try out Google Home. It, you, you mentioned it's coming out in Canada on June 26th, but you went to the States and purchased it and tried it out already. What Actually, I had it shipped uh, from the States to my... House, so I've been using it for a month uh, in Canada, you know, in the sort of gray market support. And to, to be honest, it, it works totally fine here. So we're, we're waiting for um, the full support to come at the end of the month, of course, and I'm sure a few more features will be on board, but, but pretty much it's like 90% functional right now. What are you using it for? Yeah, well, it's interesting. It's it's the first thing I talk to in the morning, and it's the last thing I talk to before I go to bed at night, I realize, because I'm using it to control the lights in my house. So I have several light switches and light bulbs connected to it, and uh, I'm triggering my lights on and off with it. And I'm also using it, to, of course, to listen to the radio and to listen to podcasts and to music. And, of course, it, you know, the primary function that this serves is uh, a smart speaker, and it is great for that. Now, on the Android side, Brian, you know, with uh, an Android phone, you would have to say, like, okay, Google. Is this the same way with Google Home? Exactly. You have your trigger phrase. You can say, okay, Google, or hey, Google, and I wonder how many devices I'm triggering right now while I say that on the radio here. But um, you, you say that, and then you make your request, and you know, you can do everything from play Spotify playlists. You can order an Uber, which I've done in Canada. That that works fine. Uh, you can add items to your shopping list. You can um, play any radio station 
and and so on. There's even these apps, like uh, you could think of them as apps on your mobile mobile phone. There's services that developers have released that you can access and do any number of things. Brian, uh, I'm, I'm just going to come out and say you're a geek. I'm a geek. Yeah. Uh, we right. love we love this stuff. Uh, will yeah. normal people be able to use this and set it up? Yeah, I I definitely wonder that myself. Like, there's a line between um, is this actually a useful way to do things, or am I just geeking out and having fun? But when my fiance started using it to turn off the lights and uh, add things to the shopping list, I realized no, this really is easier. And uh, people don't, you know, there's certain tasks that people are going to be relieved that they don't have to pull that smartphone out of their pocket anymore. They can just call out to uh, the nearest device in their house and uh, and say what they want. And I think that is going to be enjoyed by a lot of people. Brian, how accurate is it? Because I know the first time that my wife uses something like this and it doesn't recognize the command she gives it, it'll be dead to her. Yeah, that's so important is that it actually gets your requests right. And it does. You know, I almost always uh, am successful and Unless there's some other, like, loud TV playing in my house, I find that it uh, works every time. Brian, how far do you have to be away from the, the Google Home speaker to, to still have it uh, listen to your commands? Yeah, that's the amazing thing to me is I find I can be in a totally different room, and uh, I have two in my apartment sort of set up, and it's, it's fine to shout down the hallway. It is quite good at picking up uh, your, your audio from a few rooms away. We've been talking with Brian Jackson, editorial director over at IT World Canada, a great publication. You can see them online as well. Thanks for joining us, Brian. Hey, happy to come on. Thanks, guys. Okay, Google, turn off all of Brian's lights. (laughs) See if that works. (laughs) We're going to open up the phone lines. We'll take a few of your tech calls and questions in our open line part of the show, 604-280-9898-1877. 399-9898 if you are phoning long distance anywhere in North America. You know, we'll take any tech question or, hey, if you've got some thoughts on these smart speakers and having a, a speaker always listening to you in your home, how you feel about that, we'd love to hear from you as well. We'll be back after this. You are back with Get Connected. We've got an uh, open line. We're going to take a few calls here from our uh, our listeners. We've got uh, Tony on the line. Hey, Tony. How's it going? Good. What are you thinking? Um, I'm not anti-technology, yep. but I think have we really gotten this lazy that we need to go to this point? And so many people are so socially inept already with texting and everything. Now they're going to become even more and getting into cocoon. <laughs> it reminds me of a movie. Have you seen the movie Surrogates with Bruce Willis? Yes, yes. It totally reminds me of it. You know, we're going to have somebody, you know, uh, in the end you're going to have uh, an android or whatever hooked up to you while you're sitting in your lounger and you have, you know, and it's doing everything for you. Well, I mean, the technology's kind of headed that way, Andy. Uh, are we getting lazier? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. the thing is, okay, we had like remote controls, right, to change the t- TV yes. and, and stuff. That was glorious. And it was glorious. Yeah. But the thing is, now our voices are the remote control. Yeah. Like one thing I did at my house, actually I did it in our office as well, is mount a tablet onto the wall. Yes. And then I control multiple different devices from that one thing, whether it's say, a speaker system or lights. Or that stupid coffee maker that's or the coffee 30 feet away. That we got, yes, that yes. you could make coffee from. So what this does is having these, these uh, smart speakers is allow, instead of having to walk up to the tablet and to make these commands, I can just talk it and it's going to happen. So does it make it lazier? 
Probably, but at the same time, it, it certainly is convenient. Just imagine turning your lights off. You're about to sit and watch a movie. Rather than going over and turn the lights or switching them off, you can just get you can just say command put me in uh movie mode and then if you have these colored lights they'll all switch to a different color so it's kind of cool bit of money to spend though i mean i love the i'm I'm experimenting with a few home connected items but uh i mean if you're going to kit your house out with all the lights and everything it it can get into the thousands of dollars it can and you only you want to take it slow because you don't want to get something and then you never use it because then that's just bad but well you got to be worried about the ecosystems now you've got the amazon yeah. uh echo ecosystem uh, with their alexa voice assistant you've got google home now yep. and of course apple does not want to be left behind they've got uh uh their home pod coming out that works with their home kit system so these are a bunch of manufacturers that are making uh connected home devices that work with apple products but also now you got another juggernaut microsoft getting into the game they partnered up with Harmon cardon and they're going to have a smart speaker that's using cortana which is microsoft's vo- voice yeah voice assistant well, we'll see what happens over the next few years. We've got uh, Glenn on the line. Hey, Glenn. Hey, how are you? Good. What can we do for you? A uh, quick question. Yeah. Uh, do you think it's uh, better off to get a standalone high-res audio video player, like, say, play FLAC files, than using a PS4 Pro? What do you think, Andy? Uh, it's interesting. What kind of, what kind of uh, stuff are you trying to consume? What kind of media? Well, what I'm using is, uh, like, for my hi-fi setup at home, I'm trying to, you know, like, see if I could uh, use my PS4 to play like FLAC files, high-res video files, maybe use it for a 4K video player from my TV or whatnot. And I was wondering if it's better off just to get like a standalone high-res video player or audio player from Sony or, you know, like a uh, 4K DVD or Blu-ray player from Sony or whatever have you. Is the is the PS4 using FLAC? Does it support FLAC? It, it's, it supports FLAC, but I uh, was wondering like, you know, if it's better off just to get like something that's standalone than uh, using something like a PS4. Well, you know, it's a great question, uh, and that's the nice thing about, uh, you know, some of these uh, video game consoles like the PlayStation 4. Uh, they're able to play all types of files, you yes. know, 4K, uh, you know, the high-res audio files as well. So, I mean, if you're comfortable with that interface, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, of course, you can buy a standalone uh, player. Um, not all of these standalone players will play all those different formats so you just got to be careful in what you're choosing yeah that's right that the thing about these gaming consoles especially something like the ps4 is that they're essentially computers that are connected like right? a home entertainment system yeah, yeah like you can play spotify off it they have all these things it's funny because i have a ps4 but i only use it to play video games and maybe watch netflix if yeah. i'm too lazy to go and use my smart tv interface but other than that it, it's so powerful so if you already have it I, I suggest trying to to make use of it. It comes down to the controlling and and does it suit? Yeah, I mean needs. you can. Uh, I know for the Xbox you can buy a, a media center remote for yeah. it. I, I'm sure you can with the Sony PlayStation. And you as can well. get like a Bluetooth keyboard as well. Yeah, and yeah, and use uh, that. But you know you got to be careful what standalone players you're getting. Like I know the Apple TV, the new one doesn't do 4K. I know some of the Roku boxes do, but you know will they play FLAC, which are high res audio files? And, Uncompressed. You know, yeah. Yeah, and what is the interface like? I would just experiment with your Sony. I mean, if you've got one already, just see what the interface is like. Are you comfortable with it? Can you get to all your different files easily? Uh, and if it's not doing it well for you, uh, you know, maybe check out one of these standalone players. London Drugs is a great place to go to for that. They've got a lot of uh, great uh, different devices, and they're uh, pretty knowledgeable on them uh, as well. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, more tech to talk, uh, including uh, Christina coming up with her app of the week shortly. Stay tuned. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here in studio. 
Coming up uh, this Monday, I will be down at uh, Global TV for the uh, Global BC Morning News. I think around 8.15, 18.20, I'll be uh, showing off the new Apple iPad Pro for people who want to see that. Very cool. So tune in for that. Again, uh, Global uh, BC News, uh, the morning show, around uh, 8.20 Monday morning. It's that time of the show. We have Christina Stoyanova in studio, and she's got an app for us. What do you got? Well, I have several. You've got several. Oh, for it's you. bonus time. It's bonus time. Uh, so I don't know if a lot of people know this. You brought this up to me this morning, but a lot of cities have their own apps now. They do, and it's awesome. I, I live in Surrey yeah. uh, here in British Columbia, and the app is awesome. It's got everything I need to know, like all the different city services, when my garbage is going to be picked up, whether it's recycling or garbage, if I need a dog license. It is amazing. Yeah, and there are actually, uh, for the Vancouver one at least, you can actually submit service requests on there. So a few weeks ago, there was a huge windstorm by my place yep. and a tree broke in half and fell into the street. Yeah, I didn't know what to do, so I did nothing. Yes. And I'm sure somebody called it in because they came and cleaned it up shortly thereafter. But, but you, you can, can do that actually through the app. do that through the app. Oh, I got to check and see if the Surrey one has that. I'm going to send them all kinds of... I Service actually, request. It's funny because I have a complaint that I have to do the city of Surrey. Oh, you do? Yeah, they came to redo the the sewer system. Yeah. So they took off my fence, and yep. when they put it back, it's not leveled. So I put my <laughs> level on it, and it's like four screws. I could probably do it myself. And everyone's like, "No, you got to complain to the city and get them to come and really put this back." You, you're handy, Andy. I know. That's what I said. I go. I'll oh, do well. Everyone's like, my neighbor's like, "No, no, no. Get call the city. Call the city and get them to fix it." No, sorry. City of Surrey, and he's going to be using the app now to complain. There you go. But uh, the nice thing is these apps are free. They are free, and they have a lot of features. Like the Vancouver one has um, some road and transportation features, so you can actually see where all the bike lanes are and motorcycle parking and charging stations for your electric vehicle. All of these things are in there. Can you just imagine how much uh, money and time that saves cities now, having all of that amalgamated into one app? So like, that people aren't calling Oh, I know. Like, I don't even know how we did it in the old days. Like when I, you know, had to get, you know, different services from the city. You know, I used to live in Coquitlam. You know, you'd have to find the phone number or go down to like City Hall. It was just like a major pain in the butt. Yep. And now you Technology. can do it all through your smartphone. How cool is that? The times we live in, Andy. Well, wait till the smart speakers come. Then you just have to talk to your speaker. You can complain to the city of Surrey <laughs> yes. through, through your Google Home speaker. That's, that's the dream. Okay, Google, I've got a complaint for Surrey. My fence isn't level and it's their fault. <laughs> you know they're going to block you, right? Probably. Anyway, I apologize to the city of Surrey for uh, getting Andy all uh, riled up about this here. But uh, So, like you said, they're available for most cities. Yeah, so just go to your city's website for Vancouver. The app is called VanConnect, but uh, the other cities might have different names. So just go to your, your city's website and go from there. Check it out. Andy, quickly, the contest one more time. We're giving away the LifePack backpack. This is... A backpack for the digital age. It is solar powered and it has an anti-theft, you know, um, features in it as well. It has in this backpack a solar bank, a power bank, a Bluetooth speaker so you can charge your phone. It's a three-in-one. Even has a little thing to open up, a, you know, a, a bottle of beer as well. It's got a bottle opener built into it. I don't know why no one ever thought of that before. But you just got to go to our <laughs> Facebook page. 
Get Connected Media. That's what you got to search on Facebook. All one word to enter and win the life pack. Get Connected. Mike and Andy and Christina logging off. We'll see you again next time. Thanks for joining us.